Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Happy Mother's Day. Shout out to all the moms and all of the women. Those at home, yeah, come on. Those at home, uh, we couldn't, we handed uh, uh, to every single lady that walked in the building, we handed a flower to just say, hey, we honor and we celebrate the spirit of motherhood and what you carry. So will you do this? Well, you just stand up. If you're a lady watching this, will you stand up right now? We want to honor you. Happy Mother's Day. You're, you're mothering whether you have a kid or not. People are looking to you to carry that spirit the way God made you. Today, we're going to continue Receive Power Week 2. We're going to dive into Acts 3 in just a moment. And I don't know how you get with your food. If you're stingy or if you're the type to share. And there's probably only two type of people in the room. Two type of people at home. You're either kind of like, I hope no one wants this. You should have ordered some. Or, hey, it's yours. You know, moms, they're always so sharing, you know. Well, when you get old enough, they smack your hand and they, that's mine. But they're always giving. In today's message, we're going to look at uh, Acts 3 in just a moment. And it's titled this, What's Mine is Yours. God isn't stingy. He's always looking to share. What's His, He's looking to give to us. And we can receive. He's always in the business of giving. And God says, what's mine is yours. Go into Acts chapter 3, picking it up from verse 1. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple for the time of prayer. This is interesting because they're still practicing Judaism. They're still going to the temple to pray. Now they know that God's spirit isn't confined to the temple anymore, that the, the veil has been torn that Jesus has empowered them to go everywhere, but yet they're still flowing through the rhythm of what's in place. That the gospel would still go to reach those that are practicing in the temple, but we're going to see something profound of what's going to take place just outside of the temple. At three in the afternoon, a man who was lame from birth was being carried there. He was placed each day at the temple gate called Beautiful. So there's an individual crippled, paralyzed since birth, placed just outside the temple gate. So all those that are going to go pray and be a part of the service are going to have to walk past him. And he was placed there so that he could beg from those entering the temple. Like, hey, you got something? Can you help me out? Can you... Spare a little change. People have seen him often. Probably gotten callous to his request. Like, ah, here he is. Here he is again. 
And when he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for money. Peter, along with John, looked straight at him and said, look at us. So he turned to them, expecting to get something from them. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold. I don't got money. But what I do have, I give to you. What's mine is about to become yours. God didn't give them silver and gold when he rose from the dead. Jesus didn't give them a house or a car. He told them to wait and they would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. They would be witnesses as they bring the kingdom, testifying to the gospel of God. And so God has given them what was his, and it's in them, and they're about to say, what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Then taking him by the right hand, he raised him up, and at once his feet and ankles became strong. You imagine, since birth, he couldn't walk. Since birth sat outside the temple begging, asking for money, and he was going to get something far greater than a possession. He's about to experience a healing, and here he is experiencing it. So he jumped up and started to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking. So they see, what do they see that moment? They see a sign. Oh my goodness. God healed him? How is this possible? And they praised God. And they recognized that he was the one who used to sit and beg at the beautiful gate of the temple. So they were filled with awe. So signs and wonders. They see the sign. And now there's an awe. They wonder. And they're astonished at what had happened to him. What in the world? How is this possible? Well, when Peter and John received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're forgiven from sin, but get this. We got everything that God has in heaven, and he's called us to bring that down into our spheres, and it naturally, because God's saying, hey, what's mine is yours, and then what I have, I give to you. And then we got to ask, well, what does God have? What can he give to us? And we move so quick to, hey, what can God do? And we forget that it's always first about the who. Who is God? Is he good? Is he kind? Or are we going to focus on all the goodies that he can provide? Well, Psalm 84 puts it this way. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Ponder on that for a moment. A day with God is better than a thousand at Disney World, a thousand on your favorite Pinterest vacation you want to take. Better than a thousand anywhere is one day with God. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God 
than dwell in the tent of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. We're getting the character of nature of God. He doesn't withhold any good thing that he can give to his children. God's always saying, hey, what's mine is yours. I want to always give to my kids what's mine is yours. There was uh, this mint container, icebreakers, that had come out. They've changed this now. And I'm sure it's because at some point they got a complaint. Now it says one on a side and it says many on the other. But when it first dropped, it said this, to share and and then the other side, what does it say? It's like for mine or for yours only, right? Or mine only? To share, I can't read it that close. It's a little blurry. But, but there's this little, little pop of the lid that is to share. But then there's this other side that is mine. Mine. And it's a big, and half of the container opens. So mine, I got access. It's kind of funny. They probably meant it as a joke. But I don't think it's a joke. I think this is a picture of all of our lives, apart from Christ doing something supernaturally in our hearts. Hey, I'll share, but only a little bit. But let's remember, how does God doesn't withhold any good thing? He's always looking to pour out the nature. And that's what took place there in Acts chapter 3. In Acts 3, they are walking, going about their business. They've received the power of God, and so they're naturally giving out because God is ultimately good. Psalm 100 says, For the Lord is good, and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. So it's God who's good, it's God who has the power, and it's God who has goodies that he wants to give all of his kids. It's God who has snacks. It's God who has icebreakers. And he's handing them out. Oh, your breath rings? Here's some. In fact, take it all. Take it all. Because what's mine is yours. You can have it. It's my faithfulness going through you. But sometimes we get caught up in just seeing what God's doing or what we're doing, and we forget. A day with God is better than a thousand elsewhere. When the man's healed, it's the kingdom coming to him. It's the goodies showing up, but it's still about God. It's still about the good news. It's a manifestation. It's a witness. So we receive goodies from God. And it's important to know that God has a never-ending supply of goodies, of goodness and goodies. And so he's always good, never-ending. This is unlike any person we've ever met. But just like any good parent, we won't always understand how he withholds and how he gives but it's always the nature that even when he's withholding, that's a form of giving. Giving us what we need most in whatever particular situation. He's not hoarding. He's not stingy. He's saying what's mine is yours all the time. But there's also patience. He has some goodies like that. There's also endurance. He's got some goodies like that. There's also long suffering. He's got some goodies like that. Because until he comes back, there's going to be a, a, a different template or a blueprint or some, some plays that we operate by until he makes all things new. So we have a picture as we look forward. One day he's going to make all things new. But he's given us goodies out of his goodness today. 
What are some of these things that God has? Like, you know, Acts 3, 6 reminds us, what I do have, I give to you. So Peter and John, what did they have that they were giving that came from God? Let's think of some things. So we're, we're going to just shout this out. What are some things that God has? What are some goodies that God has that he's ready to give at any given time? His peace? Yes, he does. That's one of the goodies he has. What else does he have? Patience, he's got that. Yes, he does. What else does God have? Joy, he's got joy, come on. That's what God has. Love. What else does God have? He's got healing, doesn't he? There's no sickness in heaven. So God's got that. He's got salvation on lock. That's how we become sons and daughters. He's got that. How about confidence? He's got that. Let's think of another one. The, 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 the worship team and the creative team back there. God is creative, right? He created everything. He's got music. We got to start expanding as we receive the power of God. What does he have? What's he looking to give? He gave healing for that particular moment as a sign and a wonder, but he's still giving goodies today to his kids. He's given prophecy. He's given resources. He's given comfort. He's given security. He's given the power over life and death What about these gifts, though? How come we see them sometimes, and how come we don't? Well, let's look right to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's a very good uh, portion of Scripture that does a great job illustrating this truth to us. It says, and there are different activities, but the same God works all of them in each person. And so one God working differently through me and you. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. So God's given his Spirit to me and you, but it's always going to be for the common good. The goodness, his goodies for us. What's mine is yours. So there's no stingy thing in the house of God. There's no like, hey, this is only mine, and I don't share. It always is going to come. It's going to be for the common benefit. And as we think, the Spirit flows through order. Check it out. To one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit. To another... A message of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by one spirit to another the performing of miracles crippled since birth miracle to another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits like mm, I don't know about that to another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. One in the same spirit is active in all these, distributing to each person, this is what we got to, as he wills. You and me, we're not manipulating what God gives us. We can position our hearts in the courts, and here I am at your feet, and those in Christ that can seek, and God, I want to be found faithful, but really it's his faithfulness. And ultimately, he's giving gifts as he wills. This is fundamental. Because you and me, we're not like hocus-pocusing, figuring out how God's spirit is going to give us gifts. God knows what to give us and what he put inside each one of us. He's doing it by his one spirit through us in different ways for the common good. 
Some of us will have words of knowledge. Some of us will have just a, a deeper emphasis to, to bring healing. Healing in, 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 through prayers and supernaturally through a miracle, but also maybe healing through wisdom, whether that's alternative methods or medical methods. And, and, and God works through many different ways, but what happens is we get caught up in how we've seen an expression of the Spirit manifested, and we think everyone has to have it that way, and, or we get so uh, convinced of how God's moving in our life that we want to project on somebody else. we got to remember it's one Spirit differently manifesting, ultimately, as He wills. As he wills. This is liberating because verse 12 says, For just as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of that body, though many, are one body, so also is Christ. So whether someone's speaking in another language, then there's much debate whether there's... There, there, it is obvious that in Scripture, when tongues, we see, Acts, when we read last week, when they got hit with tongues, speaking in a different language, it was a language that, that mankind understood. Amen. And then there's a second debate of like, there's the, uh, you know, there, you, you pray uh, utterance and groanings that just builds up the person, and it's, it's only a benefit for yourself. Um, and Paul's like, yeah, yeah, like, but, but seek the greater, seek prophecy. And, and if you're, you're praying, and if you're praying in tongues, it, 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 there should be someone who can interpret it when it's in a church service. And this gets, this gets t- touchy real quick because, because even on our staff, there's people that would say, hey, yeah, I've prayed in tongues and I haven't. And so the answer is like, cool, let's do this together. These are secondary things that, that all of church history hasn't been able to agree on. But there's some easy, obvious ones that we can't agree on right here. Interpretation. And that when we saw in Acts 2 that there was a language that mankind understood because the point was that God's, remember, he's ripping off all these barriers and getting close to the Gentiles, to the ends of the earth. The the spirit isn't uh, in the temple anymore. This person gets healed right outside. Why? Because the power of God should have been doing that the whole time. It was never about what was happening in the building. It was never about what just how the spirit looks through me. It was always about people because God's goodness is not just for goodies. It's for people that he wants to bring into the goodness of the family of God. He's always trying to bring us back in. So even the spirit, as we think of it, it's a sign and a wonder. The goodies always point to Jesus. And our God coming to us through the power of the spirit. So even when we think of signs and wonders, we're not like, God, show me a sign, or I need to see this today. No, any sign, just like we're driving, it's pointing us to where we're going. So when we see some type of sign, wow, the kingdom, healing, okay, cool, but also endurance. And there's a wonder, but all of that should point to Jesus. And that's really what's mine is yours coming to us. And I hope you're, you know, kind of wrapping our mind around this beautiful mystery. Because what's very interesting Do I believe God's spirit still moves through signs and wonders today? Yes. Does he move how I always think he should? No. Does he move in our continent the same way he moves in other continents? Nope. But people saw signs and wonders, and they still didn't believe. This is key to get. Because a sign and a wonder is cool. But it's God that we want. It's God that we want. 
And when we lift him up, he knows what's best. He'll figure out a way. (laughs) That's what he does. The point of any sign and wonder is to point to God's glory and his goodness coming near to us. And that is always there through the good news of Jesus witnessing. Let's not rank a manifestation of the Spirit above the gospel. The good news that can save mankind. Only one name that has conquered the grave. And that is Jesus Christ. So what am I saying? Should we believe for signs and wonders and that God can speak to me and use me to speak to others? And Yeah, for sure. But let's not get caught up and just looking for a sign all the time. When the greatest sign has already happened, it was on the cross 2,000 years ago. Jesus Christ hung there. Perfect lamb who laid down his life that we could be set free. Who is most like this? Who is most, what's mine is yours? I, I have to think it's moms, you know. Women, you're, they're so amazing. In Jesus, there were so many barriers for women in, in his day and age, similar, there's barriers today. Unequal pay, violation of rights. We see the Me Too so strong because so many women have been objectified, unlawfully experienced horrific and horrendous things. Not all, but it's a common theme we see all too, far too often. And yet women are still showing up and showing out in profound ways. That's why Jesus had women on his team. He was like, hey, Jesus didn't care what race you were, what gender you were, or how much money you had. He came for those that felt forgotten about. I mean, just this past week, we had groups here at City Life. There was 32 women who showed up, and there were seven dudes. (laughs) Now, hey, that's... Come on, guys, we got to rise up a little bit. Shout out to those seven. That was fun. But women, the last at the cross, the f- on Mother's Day, just think about it, the first at the tomb, the spirit they, ca- they you know, that to, to bear a child, to share your body, <laughs> they're always giving. They're always giving. And God is described throughout all the scriptures as in as God is neither like male or female, but you have a, definitely he represents the head, a male uh, ship form that we see, but he carries tons of femin, feminine motherly qualities too because he created male and female and they were made in our image, in God's image. And so God has all of those qualities. Sometimes uh, uh, either a men, a men feel like they gotta conform to a certain way, women feel like they gotta conform to a certain way. But ultimately, in the house of God, we should empower, encourage, protect, and, and we see that God's nature manifests in, in all types of ways. And, and he has, uh, one of the things that says, like when Jesus was looking, and he says, oh, how I long Jerusalem, like, like a, a, a nursing mom or a mother, you know, a hen it, uh, with her head, uh, uh, over, her, over the, her ducklings or whatever, or her chickens or whatever, how it's put. But, but there's a feminine motherly nature that God carries as well. That's the point I'm trying to say. 
And it's cool to be like that. It's cool to be, like, shout out to all the ladies that carry the spirit of motherhood. That comes from God. And God carries that, and he embodies that. And that's ultimately what's mine is yours. And so I want to thank every woman that's ever shown us that, and I, I hope that we're encouraged to continue to keep leading. But ultimately, what is the one thing, okay, so we get ready to land this plane, what is the one thing that God does not share? Anybody? Isaiah 42.8, I am the Lord. That is my name, and I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. God shares everything but his glory. God shares endlessly, but he doesn't share his glory because his glory in his name is perfect. And anytime we're bringing goodies, we're always pointing to the one who's good. We're always pointing to the one who's good. It's like Psalm 115. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. Because of your faithful love, because of your truth. This is what's so neat. It doesn't matter what your status is out there. When we come here in the name of Jesus Christ, we lift up his name, we lift up God, and through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're receiving in this room, we're just giving him glory, we're giving him praise, because he's amazing, he's amazing, he's amazing. When we come face to face with God, we are just gonna fall. We're gonna fall. Just wow! Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So only God is good. This is key to know. So if we're going out about, you know, people, oh, that's, you're so gifted. or da, da, da. No, this ain't the me show. Don't let anybody tell you that you, it's about you. It's not the me show. It's the he show. Yeah, we got giftings, but they're ultimately giving God glory. Someone came up to Jesus in Mark 10 and said, good teacher. <laughs> what must I do? And Jesus is like, hey, look, look, look. No one is good except God alone. So if Jesus is saying, hey, uh, now, we can get kind of weird about this, like, good job today in, in church. And it's like, oh, no, 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 but uh, God the glory, God the, you know, God the glory. It's like, okay, okay, you can say thank you. Like, I'm not sure you're really, like, one, are you struggling with, with like, do you struggle with try, pride and trying to take glory? That, yeah, like, oh, okay, that's, that makes more sense. Because we all do to some degree. We all want to be the hero in the story. We all want to be sweet. But guess who notices you all the time? God. And, he, and he's always saying, what's mine is yours. And he's saying, hey, all the time, you can spend time with me. And I, I'd love to give you, I want to give you more things. I want to give you more things. And ultimately, I don't got time to read this portion, but I want to invite the worship team to come up. But I want to tell you real briefly that through these signs and wonders, though that person got healed, what's so fascinating about following Jesus is sometimes we don't. Apostle Paul, he had a thorn in the flesh. That was a messenger of Satan, something that he wanted gone. He pleaded with God three times. He sat outside the temple, and he's like, God, take this away. You know what God told him? My grace is sufficient for you. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to give you a goodie and take that thorn away. He just said, my grace is sufficient for you. And so what Paul says is, so when Paul, uh, God tells him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. And then Paul writes, and this is Apostle Paul who had signs and wonders left and right. He said, I will take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, 
hardships, persecutions, and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Where did we go? We went into some mystery today. We went that God healed the lame man, and it was, it's God who's always looking to give his, his goodness away, his goodies away. He's like, hey, I want to give you things. I want to share everything with you, everything. And then we went and said, oh, well, can I trust God? Well, he's always good, yeah. And then what about if people look to us as we're going out and bringing the kingdom to them and praying for people and, hey, it's not us who's good. It's Jesus taught us it's the Father who's good. It's the Spirit at work. It's Jesus' power on the cross that he purchased with his life and that's what's happening right now. But yet we can still have confidence to believe that somebody can be raised from the dead, somebody can walk again, but at the same time when we pray and as he wills, as his spirit sees fit, and sometimes God just says, hey, you know what? My grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. And we gotta be also willing to say, yep, through difficulties, hardships, weaknesses, sufferings, for when I am weak, I am strong. Because we're not just looking to the signs and wonders. God's with us even when we don't see it. A song we sing here at City Life many times. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Why? Because it's power. It's the power of Jesus working. And today, I, I, I want to I invite us in to just pray. Like, pray like Paul. Like, God, will you take this thorn away? But maybe be like the beggar and you're asking for money, the lame person, but next thing you know, there's a healing miracle here for you today because there's power in the name of Jesus. And I pray through God's spirit as he wills, he's gonna do some cool things as we just receive power. (laughs) Why did God tell Paul that? Because humility and weakness, it's the way of the kingdom in order not to exalt our power, but God's. Because in the passage where Paul penned that, he said, so it's, I have this thorn, so I won't exalt myself. Because in all of us, when God gives us things, we start to forget who we got it from. It's God saying what's mine is yours. Peter and John, what they had was from God. They go, I don't got money, but what I do have, I give to you. Friend, I, are we giving people the opportunity to meet Jesus? What, what I have, uh, I give to you. I've been forgiven, I give it to you. God gives me patience, I give to you. God's healed me, I give to you. Prayer. God's given me confidence. I give to you. God's confidence for you. And the response is crazy when you're in God. Remember the icebreaker to share was small and what's mine was big? Well, 
we'll close with this pasture, or this passage. Out of Acts 4, in the book of Acts, we're seeing the acts of God, and we're highlighting them this month. And look at, look at a glimpse of what these Jesus followers did. Now, the entire group of those who believed were of one heart and mind. No disagreement. And if it was, it was probably handled behind closed doors, not publicly with the whole world to watch. And no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but instead they had everything in common. With great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here they are witnessing, witnessing that Christ lives in power. Remember, that's the whole point of the Spirit coming. We receive power to be his witnesses. That's the message we carry. And great grace was on all of them. For there was not a needy person among them because all those who owned land or houses sold them, bought, uh, brought their proceeds of what was sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they said, hey, church leaders, we want you to take care of everybody in need in this body. Wow. They must have got a glimpse that that's how God is. What's mine is yours. Sometimes we get caught up. Do I tithe? Don't I tithe? Do I share my time? Don't I share? Do I let someone stay at my house or not? Like, oh, no, when we're looking at God, this is the result. I'm inspired by this, challenged by this. This was then distributed to each person as any had need. All the people saw him walking and praising God, going back all the way. Remember the sign? All the people praised God because they saw it. And then naturally, people are given away in the next chapter. Everything they got, people are seeing it. But the whole point of these signs and these wonders through our life is to praise God. We're going to sing, there's power in the name of Jesus. Bring your need out. Bring your hurt out. Bring it all. Because there's power in the name of Jesus today to meet you where you're at. Let's sing. There's power in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.